always behave himself and do the homework. Thanks for coming to the Sun of Smiley podcast. My name is Ed Hill, and I am a stand-up comedian and the Sun of Smiley. What you're about to hear are some stories about me, some stories about my dad, and some stories between my dad and I. So sit back, relax, and don't forget to smile. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode one fifty one of the Sun of Smiley podcast. It is Saturday, and I am sitting in Kamloops. Just finished the show at the Rex Hall at the Kamloops Comedy Festival, and uh, instead of going to the after party like a true human being, I came back to the hotel room and decided to record my podcast because I am a true、um, professional hermit. That's what I am. Yeah,、um, the、uh, the weather is actually not too bad. Usually, I'm a little、uh, worried coming up、um, the highway, as、um, you know, ice rail truckers is filmed on that highway, so it wasn't too bad. You know, I'm glad it's clear, and hopefully, the ride back down would be just as smooth. And since it's Saturday, I、uh, I don't know. I've been having you know these memories a lot about Saturdays. Now, for most people, Saturdays are a pretty good day. You know, usually there's no work, pretty chill. You get to spend time doing things you like.、Um, Saturday has always been a、um, interesting day for me as a kid, especially every Saturday.、Um, this is not for me, but for a lot of Asian kids who, especially, you know, they they speak Mandarin or Cantonese at home.、Um, like my brother、uh, would be forced to send to Chinese school. And they gotta study Chinese for three hours every Saturday. They gotta do their homework. I never did that.、Um, I was fluent in Mandarin、um, at a very young age because I went to school back in Taiwan. So never really had to go to the Chinese school here in North America. And you know, I I did a lot of self study, read books, and I had to speak Mandarin at home. That was the rule. So I kind of kept it, and I'm kind of glad.、Um, but you know. Of course, just because my younger brother had to go to Chinese school doesn't mean I get an exemption. So what I had to do was I have to go to drawing class. I, I did what、um, I guess what they call is、um, pencil sketching. I didn't use charcoal.、Um, my parents thought it was a good idea to learn this because it'd be a good skill to really quickly sketch something, and so you don't forget it. I'm like, just use your camera. They they thought. This is a good skill to have because I'm just gonna witness crime all day and sketch the perpetrator with my sketching skills. If they don't move, because all I learned how to do was sketch stills. So I did that every、uh, every Saturday. My my brother would go to his Chinese school, you know, in one classroom, and I would go to the other classroom and learn how to sketch. Here's the thing: my brother's class is three hours, like I said. Mine was about an hour and a half. So there's always a big gap. Um, usually after I finish my class, I have to wait for my parents to come because my parents are not gonna come pick us up separately. Let's be honest. Like you, you go and you figure out what you need to do. So I also had an hour and a half to kill, and the class took place at this local college. I'm not gonna name the name of the college because I really don't want the administration calling me because I'm sure they witness what has happened. And I was so angry, you know. I just I didn't wanna I don't wanna do this. I mean. And now thinking back, I actually really enjoy those classes. I'm glad I did art and stuff like that. But at the time, it was like、oh, this is brutal, and I just want to be cool. So I remember I would like dress up, 
you know, do my hair when I still had hair and, uh, and go to these classes and nobody cared. I mean, the teacher was the old lady. Um, the students were all, you know, either kids younger than me or adults who really don't care about how a, you know, 15 year old boy looks like, thank God anyways, but yeah. And so I have an hour and a half after I finished and I always walk around my backpack and this is what I used to do because I was such an angry kid. I was just going to every empty college classroom. I like how the fridge kicks in as I was, I was get to this moment. It's kind of like the electronics or like, oh, here comes the climax. No, I would used to go to empty um, college classrooms and just write FU, like giant FUs on the blackboards. Just I would go in every class and just do that. Why? I, I don't know if I thought it was funny or I just, I just want to take out my anger. It's kind of like the worst edition of Goodwill Hunting. You know how he's fixed. He's, he's uh, figuring out math equations and they're writing just curse words in every classroom. I did that like every week. I start doing it. I start stealing chalk and I start writing FU on the poles outside in the, in the, in the college, like on the cement poles. I would just write just obscene language all over the campus because I just, I don't want to be there. And I remember another thing I like to do was go around the bulletins and see what's posted in the bulletins. Cause I mean, you know, it's a college. There's a lot of um, interesting stuff. And I remember with like the psychology department always had like experiments. Um, and, and if you, if you're not familiar with this, so um, when, when they, need participants in their psychological studies usually they'll pay like 10 20 bucks 25 dollars 50 dollars depending on the 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 duration of the experiment so they will ha always have these like slips where you can like rip off the bottom so you can call the number or send them an email um to sign up for the studies i remember i would just go around and rip off all the slips and i throw in the garbage and i'm like forget your experiment too bad by your education your future i'm here to single-handedly destroy your experiments, and then I'm going to write obscene language in your classrooms. That's what I did. And then there was one interaction, especially, I, I, I remember this so vividly, because um, I don't think it was the psychology department. I think it was like the um, like the student life bulletin. I think that's what it is. Like, you know, you know how the campus activities, they have stuff posted. So I'm standing there, I'm reading this thing. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool, right? I'm, I was a high schooler. I didn't know what the hell happened in university and colleges and then um and I just, I just remember seeing this little pocket on the bulletin board and there was something in it and so i was like oh free stuff they're giving away free stuff finally i find something good so i go inside i pick it up and there's this little square package and i remember it had a circle imprint and it was like a tinfoil i was like oh cool maybe it's uh maybe it's like a tool i can give to my dad or like a tinfoil i'm like oh maybe i can you know I can show off to my parents. So, hey, I made myself useful. I found this for you. And, um, and for those who probably already can figure it out, if you got, it's a college campus, you got a tinfoil pack. Um, it's a circular imprint. It's a condom. I did not know what a condom was. I was a young teenage boy who didn't know better. So I was like, oh, I'm going to take more of these. So I took a bunch of condoms. And I guess it was an old lady that was um, walking by. He's... She must be from um, the college because she's looking at me. She's like, what are you taking those for? Because she's like, why is a 15-year-old kid taking a bunch of condoms? Like, is he, he's obviously not using them. If he's using them, we got a big issue here. And I just looked at her. I'm like, 
why wouldn't I be taking them? This is this is what this is what I do. And like I, I just remember I gave her that look, like, why would you even ask me this? Like this is this is what happens every day. Like you how dare you judge me and question um me as a person. And I, I and she just walked away and I kinda I remember I took the rest of the stuff that's in the pouch and walked away. Um Later on to finally discover they were condoms. I think I didn't know they were condoms until I was 18. I was like, oh my God. I I went to a college campus, took all the condoms, scared old lady. Like that's, that, I don't even know what I did with the condoms. Like to, to tell you the truth, I didn't give them to my dad. Because I'm sure if I gave them to my dad, it would have been a whole different interaction. Like why did you go get condoms and give them to me? And uh, I can't, I, I seriously, I can't tell you to this very day. I don't know what I did with them. I think I threw them out. I think I went to the washroom. Um, when that lady gave me that look, I just, maybe inside me, I just knew this isn't the right thing to do. I think I went in the bathroom and threw them on the garbage. Which, again, like is like the douchiest thing you can do. You know, you're going to go around the campus, write obscene, you know, messages on the board, Take all their condoms as an underage person and throw them in the garbage when people actually probably need them. You know, if <laughs> there's a college somewhere in Canada that has been traumatized by my same language and also probably a proliferation of STDs and unwanted pregnancy because I single handedly destroyed the campus safety and also ruined all the psychological experiments that could possibly. So there's a lot of people who didn't graduate. All thanks to me. Thank you can uh, you guys can thank me later. Anyways, um, yeah. So this is what Saturdays has really been many of. That has been my Saturday for I think four or five years of my life. So there's been a lot of fu's and a lot of blackboards. Anyways, you want to come see me uh, next weekend? Oh crap! Really? My brother's texting me. Um, October 11th to 12th, I'll be at Yuck Yucks Comedy Club. At uh, Abbotsford, British Columbia, and the weekend after, on October 18th, I will be at the Dr- Diversity Club in Forest Grove, Oregon. 19th, I'll be at the Mac Club in McMinnville, Oregon. And then the week after, on the 23rd, I'll be doing a storytelling show at the Real Theater in Vancouver, British Columbia. It's a Halloween theme. Come listen to a scary story that's not going to be funny, but it is a true story. October 24th, I'll be at the Tin Theater in Burien, Washington. 25th, I'll be at Chances Casino in Chilliwack, British Columbia. 26th, I'll be at the Tyrant Studio in Vancouver, British Columbia. And then 27th, I'll be at a stand-up live comedy club in Phoenix, Arizona. And then first weekend of November, November 1st and 2nd, I will be at Laugh Lines Comedy Club in Vancouver, British Columbia. Another exciting thing that's happening, I'm going to Hawaii and Alaska. So the tickets for Alaska is really on sale. It's November 22nd and 23rd. Um, it's at Coots in Anchorage, Alaska. Make sure you grab your tickets at myalaskatix.com. Um, November 7th all the way to the 10th, I will be at Hawaii. The shows are posted on my website, so go check them out. There's three shows, three different locations, all on the Big Island. Um, make sure you come check those out. And that is this week's episode. And of course, come to my website for all future dates and updates and stuff like that at kingedhill.com. And I will see you next week um, around the same time. Probably, I don't know. I'll be around. But definitely with a brand new story. I'll be the sun a smiling.